The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. COVID 19 pandemic continuing coverage on 630 Chad. You heard from Mayor Don Iveson just a short time ago talking at City Hall earlier today about the fiscal situation that the city is in because of COVID-19. Uh, we'll head back to City Hall right now. Um, Adam Lachlan, the interim city manager, taking the podium now to expand on the city issues a little bit more. Here we go. Um, today, first, today has been a difficult day for, for the city while many of us were in budget with council. Um, Others were facing different challenges. Uh, Tragically, around 11 this morning, uh, there was a fatal collision between a a woman and uh, an ETS bus near the intersection of 50th Street and 118th Avenue. Our condolences are with the woman's family and friends, and we're also thinking about everyone else involved. Um, The police are conducting a thorough investigation, and Edmonton Transit Service is cooperating fully. Uh, At this point, we can't speculate on the cause of the collision. I'm now going to turn to matters that we discussed at City Hall. Uh, Today, we updated City Council on the budget impacts that COVID-19 is having on our city budget. Uh, We looked at lower revenues, declines in demand for service, and different timeline scenarios for returning to service. Operationally, we have reduced transit service, closed rec centers, and adjusted parking. This means significant changes for Edmontonians. This also means lower revenues in our budget. Our COVID response has also brought additional costs. Some of these include expenses related to the Expo Center or public education around operational changes and COVID-related restrictions. With scenarios based on September or December timelines, our estimates show that the city could lose between $168 million and $260 million this year. These impacts are serious. Today we talked about using a number of financial tools to balance the budget, and we will return to Council on April 27th for a more detailed discussion about specific options. There are difficult decisions ahead, and those decisions include spending reductions. At his uh, midday news conference today, Mayor Iveson mentioned that there will likely be further temporary reductions in staff. In an organization where a high proportion of our costs are salaries, this is one of our expenditure reduction options. I don't want to sugarcoat this. The executive leadership team and I are having frank and realistic conversations with Mayor and Council and our union and management partners about this very action. I know this will create even more uncertainty for city employees. This may be especially troubling for those who have other family members who have experienced job loss. This is the situation that we're in, and I wish I had a different message to share with our city employees. Rest assured, when further temporary layoffs are announced, employees will hear from us first. Those affected will be supported in ways like we supported our community and and recreation facility colleagues with supplementary unemployment benefits to help ease the temporary loss of a regular paycheck. I know I've said this before, but these are truly extraordinary circumstances which continue to call for extraordinary measures. We're communicating with other big cities across the country on a regular basis to share ideas and solutions and to keep the public safe while at the same time working to ensure we have a plan for revenue loss. We are seeking financial relief from other orders of government, but we can't bank on this. 
It's also important for Edmontonians to know that increasing taxes to make up for this shortfall is not on the table. We don't want to make life more difficult than it already is during these unprecedented times. Uh, we will also be recommending to Council that the Capital City Plan should continue as planned through 2020 to 2022. This is order, in order to ensure we have proper funding for these projects, we can essentially borrow from our internal reserves and pay the money back in our next capital budget cycle in 2023. As I mentioned, there'll be more discussion uh, related to the capital budget in May. I want to shift gears for a moment to recognize the extremely hardworking and dedicated members of our staff who helped us with our response, have been helping us to the, the response of this pandemic. We have many people working unbelievably hard on the front lines and behind the scenes to ensure Edmontonians, Council and staff have access to the services and information they need. This also extends to our utility providers that during this time continue to provide the water, wastewater, power and telecom services with minimal or no interruption. We absolutely salute the extraordinary efforts of our healthcare workers but I do want to acknowledge the hard work and courage of our City of Edmonton team as well. And now a message to Edmontonians. I know that we are announcing changes almost daily that impact people and businesses. I want to reiterate that every change we make is with your and your loved one's safety in mind. Thank you for, thank you for your continued patience as we figure out this together. And thank you for following the public health officials' guidelines when it comes to helping limit the spread of COVID-19 and for continuing to physically distance yourself from others. It is making a difference. Thank you. And Ms. Pearson and I are available to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you, Adam. We have Dustin Cook of the Edmonton Journal and Dinesh Pratap of Global Online. Dustin, I'll go to you first. Question? Yes, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Yes, this morning there were technical difficulties. Question for Adam. Uh, similar to my question for the mayor earlier this afternoon, the recommendations that will be made in a couple weeks um, hinge on the forecast to mid-September uh, for this pandemic with you know, an economic closure. What if it goes further than that? What if it goes to the end of the year? Will the city need to make changes uh, and further cuts on the fly? So in terms of the potential for further changes beyond the September timeframe that we've identified, uh, we, what we did today was to highlight to Council that depending on the, the pace of recovery, we provided them some uh, scenarios that, that if we were to continue in this lockdown, um, if we were to see a recovery of a 50% nature or 75% nature, we gave them ranges of impacts. Um, if we do, and we'll continue to monitor this, but if we do start to see um, that the relaxation of the restrictions aren't happening as quickly as, as we all hope, then we absolutely would have to come back to Council with additional strategies to manage those revenue and, and expenditure reduction needs to, to, to support them. Um, and those could come in, in the similar form that we've identified now in terms of expenditure reduction or, or leaning on our capital program or potentially uh, tapping into our financial stabilization reserve. But at this point in time, we, we, we feel comfortable with the numbers that we presented in September and we're, we're hopeful that we'll start to see some of the restrictions lift, but uh, uh, we are prepared if, if that should continue. 
Do you have a follow-up question, Dustin? I do, yes. Uh, quickly, is there an estimate that the city has for take-up on the uh, tax deferrals for two months? Is there an estimate um, cost for how much the city thinks will be deferred? Uh, I wouldn't say that we have that estimate at this point in time, but what we could do is take that away and confirm and, and circle back to you, Dustin, with uh, any information we have. Okay, thank you. We'll follow up, Dustin. Thank you. Vinesh, please go ahead. Hey, hey, hey Adam. Uh, so I just want to expand upon the $31.9 in uh, kind of mitigation and savings that has been found uh, so far. You know, how much more do you think you can add to that between now and uh, next Thursday when the reports are released? Well, part of the, the discussion we had with council today in private was, was around um, other scenarios that we would, 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 would use to make up that difference. And um, one of them was uh, related to different workforce strategies that we could implore to, or employ to, to uh, address that. The other one is capital and, and on our capital, um, what we've identified is the potential to use an adjustment from a cash flow perspective to um, lessen the burden now uh, and still commit to the projects that we have. So between those two measures and the potential to use the financial stabilization reserve, uh, we're confident that we can come to council with a with a, a recommendation on the, on the reduction side that meets the revenue impacts that we've identified, specifically that uh, 140 some odd million, or sorry, 168 odd million. Vinesh, do you have a follow-up question? Uh, not a follow-up, but just a question related to Adam's uh, initial comments, just related to the ETS uh, incident. Uh, you know, with respect, not knowing exactly what happened, but you know, uh, the the person was struck by the bus turning left. Uh, this was a there was a similar incident about four years ago, um, and just uh, talk about you know the the pillars and the city at the time saying that they were going to address it. You know, so in light of this accident, what 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 happens now? What's the process in terms of the review? Uh, what does the city look at? And uh, you know, any any concerns from your perspective? I think it's too early to comment on that, Vinesh. I think we need to allow police to do their investigation. And as I mentioned, we would fully cooperate with the investigation. Uh, once that's done, we can, we can certainly identify if there's, needs to, uh, there's a need to address either that issue or another issue. We'll absolutely do that. Whose number ends in 6 1 has joined us? Could you? you have been listening to a news conference with Adam Lachlan, the interim city manager, just expanding a little bit uh, more, uh, reiterating really uh, what the mayor had to say earlier today just about uh, the financial forecast for the city of Edmonton, uh, talking about um, how COVID 19 is um, looking at you know, impacting city operations through to the end of the year. Uh, we now know the numbers um, that they're saying that um, higher expenses, lost revenue through to September could cost uh, upwards of about $140 million. And then the chief financial officer, Mary Pearson, 
says that number um, taken until December could climb as high as, you know, 240 to 260 million in the worst case scenario. They say that they found about 30 million in expenses off the books and they're going to discuss that in private meetings. One of the things that they have said that that really those private meetings mean that there's another round of layoffs coming and you heard um, uh, Adam Lachlan saying that when that does happen that those employees affected will hear directly from them first Um, but they're having frank and real discussions and and trying to figure out how to best handle this as they move forward Adam saying extraordinary circumstances meaning extraordinary uh, message uh, measures but the one thing he did said was uh, did say was uh, that there won't be an increase in uh, in taxes so we'll keep you updated with this uh, as it as it moves forward again Mayor Don Iverson on with Ryan Jesperson tomorrow at 10.30. If you have a question, you can text it in at that time or you can email Jespo, send him a tweet, whatever it is.